Welcome to We Love Stuff. It's episode two, week two, um, volume two, volume two, uh, collection two. Uh, dose is Spanish for two. There's two of us. Uh, three's company, but there's only two of us. So okay, two's okay, a crowd. Okay, okay, it's okay. the second episode, and we're here. We're still doing it. I'm Bob. I'm Matt. We haven't got bored. We've figured out how to do this. We've we're doing it, and I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I'm liking it. What? How have you been, Bob? I've been great. You've been you know, doing good. Yeah, working my ass off. Just uh, doing the same old shit, really. It's the old same shit, different day. Yeah, I know. I hate saying that, but yeah. it really is. You hear that? You hear that so many times in in an office, you know. How's it going? Up, oh, same shit, different day. But it really does apply to stuff. It becomes like SSDD. You know, you know what I mean? Like life is unfortunately so minute. Where it really <laughs> yeah. is the same shit, different day. The only thing that's a little different now is we do this podcast out of Buffalo, New York, and the snow is gone. Hooray! Yay! There are still a few minor hills. Yeah, and that it, haven't quite that are lay in the shade that haven't quite gone, but yeah, you know, we're pretty much done. If there's people who live in areas with snow, it's always funny seeing it. Like you know, the temperature right now is about sixty degrees, but there's always that one parking lot where there's like you know six inches of just that brown and black <laughs> sludge. It's yeah. like there's it's just like brown and black and maybe there's like a couple plastic bags in there a couple hypodermic needles people it's, people see it as a spot to just like throw their right an empty Gatorade bottle it's 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 awful but i love seeing that snow like i'd love to bring someone into like an area where they've never seen snow before and just be like look guys this is snow it's just yeah. it's rocks and it's disgusting, but that's really that's all the type of snow that we have right now. The snow is gone. I know there's people that are talking, oh, it's coming back, but thinking optimistic. Yeah, Tuesday is supposed to drop down to thirty again. Fuck, but... fuck snow. <laughs> I, I'm done with it. It's it's cold. We we pay more for heating. It's, it's enough's enough. So, in that in that sense, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling happy. Um. Anything happen? What what's happened in the world? The ultimate warrior, the ultimate warrior, has passed away. Has left this realm and is shaking the ropes in the heavenly. I'll edit this. In whatever heaven that he lands in, you'll edit that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you like now, like this is off the record. You can cut yeah, this. we can cut okay. this right off. Yeah, so Ultimate Warrior is up there. I he's body slamming Jesus Christ, the, the apostles. He has to. <laughs> Jesus has been waiting for that. Yeah, like he's you probably know, like just asking. He's, for he's it. been putting the paint on. Like the second, <laughs> the second Ultimate Warrior's last breath have been breathed. The Jesus Christ was just he's putting the paint on. Uh, he's excited. He's you know he's not. <laughs> he's not it. in hell. The Ultimate Warrior is not in hell. And he's up there with a bunch... He's up there with a lot of company. Macho Man is up there. The Big Boss Man is the police. Andre the Giant, like, runs shit up there? I, he has to. He's the fucking giant, man. He's yeah. seven foot six. But the Ultimate seven Warrior... Seven six? I didn't even... I think he is. I think Get out of yeah, here. That's tall. That is tall. That's a tall man. Holy shit. Seven six. I mean, that's like... 
basketball players. What's what's like, yeah, like Shaq? Yao Ming was like seven foot. I think that was like the tallest. I think he was taller than that. But like with, it's very rare to get someone that tall that actually has like some skill to like maneuver and shoot. Well, that's that's the thing. Oh, you're talking about the basketball player because I was gonna say Ultimate Warrior. Like I'm, I'm kind of a, a wrestling aficionado, and in the '60s and '70s, the Ultimate Warrior. What what made him a household name was, or not the Ultimate Warrior. Excuse me, Andre the Giant. What made him like a household name and an attraction is was he was this huge mammoth of a man, but he also was agile and had athletic ability. Like. At one point in his life, Andre the Giant could do a drop kick. Yeah. But when you and I were watching wrestling in the 80s and 90s, he was way past his prime. Even that match, WrestleMania 3 against Hogan. Yeah, right. He, it was like him passing on the torch. He couldn't exactly. he couldn't barely move, you know. When you're that large, you're five, 600 pounds, he was not the man he used to be, but... Yeah, tall dude, man. Tall when dude. When we're on the topic of wrestling, I can't. I can't even match up with Matt. He just no. It's it's my obsession. WrestleMania was uh, last week. We won't delve into that, but a lot of crazy stuff happened. Ultimate War. Well, I keep on saying Ultimate War. Ultimate. No, the uh, the Undertaker streak the Taker was broke. Streak. Yep, the Undertaker twenty one and one. He lost to UFC. Uh, bad boy Brock Lesnar, super surprising, insane in the wrestling world. This was like, like JFK being assassinated, like shocking. You never thought it was going to happen. This was the nine eleven of WWE. <laughs> you did not expect it, and it's still insanely shocking to think about it. And See, I want to know who is responsible. Who who made that call? It's insane. The heads of it, they're the they're the geniuses. Right. They're the ones that hold this all. And like I mentioned earlier, like they know they know all. They they want the attention of the fans, and they got it. Yeah, for damn sure. Very whether it be negative or positive publicity, like it's yeah, it's it, it's out there. It yeah, I mean to the point where even if you're not a wrestling fan, like that story. The Undertaker is this wrestler. He's been around for 20 plus years. WrestleMania is wrestling Super Bowl. He's he was and uh, he went on with this pers- with the persona of being larger than life. Larger than life. Yeah, and he was coming tw- back from the dead. Yeah, 21 and 0. Never lost the match uh, in WrestleMania. Yeah, WrestleMania. He, he's he's about 50 years old. Every every year in the last five six years, this match. It's Undertaker versus whoever. It it kind of becomes the staple of WrestleMania. The thing is, you know it's going to be a good match, but in the same sense, you know that you know that the Undertaker is going to win. Yeah. That's just what you do. You're going to see a good match, but you're going to see Undertaker win and continue the streak. Yeah. And then when it didn't happen, it's... and watching the just the genuine emotion in all the faces in the crowd, that was pretty amazing when you showed me that. Yeah, wild. Just wild, but we. This could be a whole other podcast, you know. We love. I love yeah, wrestling. Now we love wrestling. Matt, could, Matt, Matt could loves go on, wrestling. On and on about wrestling. We got to get on to something else. But. Yeah. So, uh, what do you want to talk about, Bob? I know this is <coughs> oh, we love stuff. Me. We talk about anything. We talk about movies. We talk about TV shows, books. We talk about socks. We could go back <laughs> into socks. I don't no, feel no, like don't doing that because we don't need to do that. The thing is, I actually have. I didn't want to tell you, but now that we're on the air, I actually have just a podcast strictly devoted <laughs> to socks. 
So I'm not. I feel like I'm double dipping if I keep on talking about socks now. So yeah, the world can't be introduced to that twice. No, you know, you guys, uh, we love socks.com. If you want to go there, uh, I got a couple headshots and um, nope. a couple. It's dot org. Well, yeah, you're right. I I couldn't pay for the dot com, but. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of sock-related material on there. There's a couple forums. There's a, it's like Angry Birds, but it's actually Angry uh, Angry Slacks, and and it's you're firing off all these socks. It's it's a great time. So if you guys just want to check that out, so www. You just, like, hit the screen and you tap the screen and just like poo comes out of it. The- yeah, there's, it's everything. You know, it's just these. It's just really, it's sock centric. So if you guys want to check that out, we love um, I'm the moderator up there. Like I said, there's a couple headshots. There's a couple uh, feet shots. You send me like 15, 20 bucks. I'll sign them. Um, you send your socks in, preferably uh, clean. But if you want to send dirty ones in, I, I'll sign them. You know, I'll take pictures with them, and we'll just do yeah, it. I can't tell, but I feel like Matt's talking in metaphors right now. But <laughs> anyways, so uh, yeah, last last podcast we talked about we kind of talked more about movies and Noah in general. I kind of wanted to talk more about TV shows. TV shows, and we were we TV were shows talking, that we love. We were well, we were talking off the air. We were talking about there's a show that I've been watching on Netflix obsessively. I've been watching The Office, and I'd never seen it before. It was on the air for about nine, ten years, and I've been binging on it hardcore. Episode after episode, being able to kill, you know, five, six years of material. How many episodes do you think you can kill in just, like, a sitting? I, I, it depends. It depends what's going on. Well, obviously there's hour shows and then there's, well, 42-minute shows and 21-minute Right. I, I, usually in a sitting, I, I can probably, I mean, you know, realistically, I could sit and, you know, develop bed sores and just not move and just sit there all day, but... I start to crack usually after about like six, seven episodes, and that doesn't oh, mean twenty-one minute episodes. Yeah, I just got to give like, myself I'm a break. Guessing you're talking about the office. Yeah, we're we're talking about the office, and I, I I have to give myself a break. Either like go outside, have you know, go somewhere. I can't just sit down for that long. It's not like my attention. It's just it becomes yeah. too much. But I like the option of being able to have all of that in front of me. I know the the series, the entire series is already complete, and it's there for me, and I can watch it at my own speed. And I've been binging on it, and I gotta say, I know it's Bob's one of his favorite shows. He's gonna go in talking about it. Oh yeah, it's it's okay. I it's all right. Well, it, it's funny. It's it's funny. It's funny. Okay, okay, I'll, I'll take that. You know, I, I I have more of an emotional attachment to it, though. It's just in that. Goes into the topic of you know the pros and cons of binging. Right now, you're saying you're emotional to it because you've been I, with. I these have more emotion attached to it because a I watched it all throughout from the beginning. Right, and I had fellow friends and family to watch it with, and I feel like when you have so over a span of nine years, I grew to know and love all these characters and you said it yourself they're all funny but when you actually see them over the course of nine ten years and bounce jokes back back and forth with friends and family 
you get way more of an emotional attachment with something than when you just binge by yourself. Right. It's it's not like it's not even being cheesy where it's like, oh, I've grown with these characters, but you do. You know, I'll, I'll say it as, as no, you do. I'll say yeah. yeah, I'll say it as being cheesy. Like you grow with the characters, right? And you know, and I, I find it interesting that you said that you have like this attachment with it because. You don't normally associate that with like a comedy, you know what I mean? You yeah. morally you associate that with like a drama or something suspenseful, which I was surprised that you were saying that you're so attached, you know, to the show for it being a comedy. And then I, I also want to know if did you watch the original? Did you watch the UK? The I only Gervais? watched one episode of that, and I did not like it. Well, that's it was the thing. Like you, you, way, UK humor is it's very way different. more dry. Yeah. Than, and, the office is dry in itself, but it was still. I mean, Michael Scott, or that's the character, but Steve Carell, like he, he absolutely nailed that character. I mean, obviously it was his to, to mold. But right. He, he he made the show, and that's the thing that I think that entire show rides on whether you like Steve Carell or not. Yeah, and I I, I I find Steve Carell to be like funny, but for me, he's not he's not a grand slam like you know home See, run. To me, I don't even think I don't th- even think about it. That's how emotionally attached I am to it. I don't even think about it as a Steve Carell. I just you know that's Michael Scott, right? See, I I don't have that those Michael blinders Scar. on. Yeah, I don't I don't have those blinders yeah, on. Where I, I'm just not. I, Steve Carell. All right, Bush. I, I can I can live without him. But like I said, it's it's a funny show. I'm enjoying it. I there's you know there's a lot of shows that I do want to tackle on Netflix. I, House of Cards is one of them, which it's a Netflix original. So twelve episodes have been dumped. No, for I, season one. I'm gonna stop you. I always yeah. wanted to ask this question: like, what is a Netflix original? It means well, I, I think the first. Netflix original series was Arrested Development, the fourth season, where it's it's a show that's being produced by Netflix, and it's breaking the traditional mode of how it's being delivered. It's a show that is just being put on Netflix all at once. So, so it how, doesn't even make cable. No, it's no, just, yeah, just it's, on it's not on television. Uh, I did see House of Cards is out. Yeah, I see. I actually, I'm looking it up. I see House of Cards. That's a there's a show series. Arrested Development, what, season four only. Obviously, was uh, original for the series. Orange is the New Black. I heard really good things about that. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about that. So it seems like Netflix. There's another show. If you have them in front of you, there's a show. The guy from uh, Sopranos is on there. Um, Bad th- Samaritans. Nope. Hemlock Grove? Nope. Lilyhammer? That's it. I believe it's... I think it's uh, Steve Van Zant. It's the guy from uh, Bruce Springsteen's band. Steven Van Zant. Yeah, yeah, he's also uh, an actor. He was in Sopranos. He's in the E Street Band. That's another original. But that that's totally changing up like the way we're receiving television. It's not... Even when it's on yeah. Netflix, it's not being uh, dumped on the Netflix one week at a time. So they're producing the whole season. Right, they're and dumping it's just, the entire thing. Yeah. So uh, House of Cards, that was... 
that that show I haven't watched it yet, but that seems like that's changed up the entire like landscape of television because it was actually yeah, nominated. Yeah, how people watch TV. But it was nominated for a bunch of Emmys, so it looks like the industry is taking it for real. You know what I mean? It's not so this niche. To me, that brings up a bigger, bigger question: on does that change? You know, from a writing perspective and an overall show running perspective, does that change the way you do it? Is it if it's meant to be binged on? That's what I was wondering. Uh, the 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 head writer and creator of Arrested Development, the fourth season, I think it was like sixteen or seventeen episodes, debuted on Netflix, and he actually discouraged uh, binging it. He said to watch it kind of spaced out. Right, okay. So, so there's but, definitely a method for doing it each way then. Right, there's kind of, I mean, it's it, it's ultimately up to the audience. You could, you know, a new season comes out and you can kill it in a day, or you can do it traditionally, do one week at a time, or you could, you know, do four or five, six episodes and then sit on it for a half a year and come back to it. It really does change the way the audience perceives it, because, right. you know, if, if there's a cliffhanger... You might want to watch it immediately, or you might wait. It's it's just it's an interesting thing, and I I do think TV is going to change within the next couple of years. This is going to be coming the norm where television isn't always going to be on. Yeah. You know, everything at your fingertips, right? But also in, there, instant. But... I mean, instant. Where you know, shows are going to be produced. South Park. I know Matt Stone and Trey Parker have been talking about that. Where they want to just do 10 episodes of South Park and just dump it online. You know, none of this week-to-week stuff. They just want to do 10 episodes, yeah. get it out there. It's it's out well, there. Well, that's them adapting to today's society, I guess. Right. What have they what have what have those two been doing? Do you well, know? Book of Mormon was huge. Oh yeah. I I saw that when it came to Buffalo. That was phenomenal. I'm not a huge uh Broadway guy. It's not that I don't have like a prejudice against it. It's just Something that I just don't go to often, but it was, I mean, it was strictly a musical. Those guys have always been musical. The South Park movie, for better or worse, is a musical. Team America, for better or worse, is a musical. Didn't they start a band to be, to... They, they, they fucked around. DVDA yeah, or something? Yeah, they, they fucked around, like, they never did anything, uh, like, professional, but they've always been... I heard they, sorry, I cut you off again, but I, I heard... I heard they claim to never have done drugs. Uh you must be thinking someone else because they 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 used to do a, like a lot of acid and actually you could go Maybe on just LSD though. Yeah, I was gonna say you could actually like they go. Never, they weren't like hippies. They didn't no, like smoke they weed they, or... they no, they don't like hippies. I don't think they were like big potheads. They're definitely smart, smart dudes. They they really are. But what the, you said, what they've been doing, they they you know they did Book of Mormon. It killed in the Tonys. It won every single award possible, and now they're still just doing their show, man. And it's crazy to think about it. that show is. Now, looking at it, that show's like 15, 16 years old, which yeah. is insane. Yeah. Because, like, our generation, you and I, we were at, like, we were at the perfect age the so that, that, yeah, we were, like, 11, 12-year-old little piss pots. Just the show, <laughs> the show was aiming right at us. And, I mean, I, I like that show from day one. I still watch it. Sometimes it's hit or miss, but... When it hits, that show is phenomenal. It's 247 total episodes in 17 seasons. Yeah, that's impressive. You know, Very impressive. Who would have thought that 
if you watch the first episode where it literally is the cardboard cutouts and it's so crude looking just yeah. the animation itself is just so I remember crappy being, being in I think fifth or sixth grade that sounds right and it was like the cool like the hit thing was to like draw the characters right and you could yeah. you know and because it was very easy to do yeah and I mean those guys to me though those are one of my comedic idols they've they've done everything right they've they've done it seems like there's some people in entertainment where it seems like their career has kind of they're not really in charge of it you know even like Will Ferrell like a guy who's really funny he'll go and make a like a, a bewitched or just like a yeah. shitty movie that you know the studio is making him do where these guys they've done from day one They've done South Park. They pissed off every single celebrity. They did what they want. Yeah, they they piss off the left, the right, the religious, the atheist. They don't give a shit. They've done the movies that they wanted. They did the South Park movie. They did Team America. They did a fucking movie with puppets, Bob. Yeah, like a movie. I with remember puppets. going to see it with your brother. Yeah, we you and I saw that opening night. Yeah, and. I mean, on a, on a like a humorous level, that that movie's fantastic on a satirical level. But just looking at the scope, like that movie, <laughs> the technical aspects. I remember reading interviews about those guys saying how like they wanted to kill themselves after that movie was done because it was the hardest movie to direct. And when you think oh, about yeah, that, I can't can't even imagine. You, I think they came up with the idea of the original idea was they wanted to do uh, the day after tomorrow, one of those stupid. Uh, Michael Bay movies. They wanted to do shot for shot the same exact movie but with puppets. And Legal was like, yeah, you can't do that. So they came up with Team America. And that 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 movie's ten years old. And that I think that still stands the test of time. Yeah, that movie is is fantastic. I just remember the one scene me and you were dying when he's puking in the in the alley and it just doesn't stop. Right. There's I think with like humor, there's there's a point where like if you present a joke, there's and, a fine line where you got to stop it, and that's. But then if you keep on going, you you present it, and it's funny, and then if you keep on doing it, then it gets into the space where it stops being funny. But then if you keep on doing it, it goes back to being funny, right? And that's a perfect example from that movie, the scene where he just vomits all over because it. You're laughing the, <laughs> yeah. the initial. Shock of just seeing this puppet puke is funny. And then it goes on for about 20, 30 seconds, and you're like, uh, all right, this is a little too much. And then it goes on for another 20, 30 seconds. Then you start laughing again. Yeah, there's there's a lot of humor that's like that, where if you just drag the joke for so long, it goes from funny. And I have learned that, I'm sure, when in making that film, I don't know, I mean, I'm sure those guys did it too, um, using uh, you know uh, sample audiences to... Key in those t- those timed elements. Yeah, I would think though that those guys though they probably the studio might make go them, off the track. But yeah, I was gonna say the studio might make them do sample tests. But like I think push comes to shove, they don't give a fuck. Yeah, you know well, that's kind of why I said uh, think, I don't know if they did it. But I mean, think about South Park. Like they've they've pissed off every yeah. everyone, every celebrity, every religious group. Isaac Hayes, the the actor who played Chef. Left the show because they pissed, you know, they shit oh, on yeah, they shit on Scientology so bad, and that was probably not just a coworker, that was probably a friend. But they're like, we don't give a fuck because right. 
funny is funny is funny is funny. You know, yeah, like well, if you don't have that mindset, then you don't belong on the show. And I think it's like you know, I know Howard Stern says this a lot. Bob and I are big Howard fans. Like the second you draw the line of what's acceptable and unacceptable or what's taboo and not taboo is when you start questioning everything. So nothing can be over the line. You right. either have to be all in or all out. You can't say, I'll offend you about this, this, and this, but this, I'm not going to touch this. If you're going to have the mindset of that as a comedic yeah. writer or actor or stand-up, you have to go all the way. You have to. Yeah, it goes through all sources of media. I mean, that's why do you think Howard is the king of all kings, fa fa flu fi. He he does what he fucking wants. Yeah, he he's did. He, he's got how many times has he gotten fired? Right. Like he doesn't care. Howard, he's man. gonna do what he's gonna do, and he's been, and he's one of my idols. Right. He's he's fantastic, and that genius. And yeah. There's there's, I mean, there's something be, to be said about him too. I mean, he's been doing it for so long. I mean, where you and I are what starting now, thirty five years. At least that, you know, and you and I are I doing... I think him and Baba Booey, they said 35 or 36 years they've been together. That's wild, you know, and to be constantly putting out, like, this is our second podcast, and we're trying to come up with material, we're, we're trying to entertain you guys out there, we're trying to give you a show that you might want to listen to for whatever reasons. Imagine doing this, Bob, for 35 years. You can't. Five days a week. You can't. They're, yeah. those, those people are immortal. You know, and I, the thing is with Howard, I hate I hate people who don't, who've never listened to the show and just start Immediately judging. Immediately judging. It's like, you have no, like, oh, it's all about strippers. Like, no, you've never listened yeah, to the show. It goes perfectly into, like, my mom is the most goody two-shoes, right. like, and she absolutely loves the Howard Stern. Show. I was not going to expect you to say yeah. that at all. She listens to it every day. That's and wild. Yeah, she's a, she's a super fan. She I, likes it more than me. I, I, think. I don't want your mom to like be on like the hottest mom contest or anything <laughs> like that. Like just keep her away. Talking about my fucking mom. Yeah, <laughs> keep her away from all the the raunchy, awful contests. But I would, yeah. I but mean, that, it's funny you say that because she's like. Sometimes I like when they do that raunchy stuff. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's middle middle America, but yeah, like if you, I, I remember I I had a, a girlfriend who was like, oh, he's a scumbag, he's a this, he's a that. She was going with all these oh. preconceived notions about him, and then she fucking listens to the show, and oh, this is pretty funny. Do you yeah. got the next show? It's like, yeah, you you can't you can't judge almost your... every girl I know. You, you say Howard Stern, they go, oh, yeah, he's a pig. Yeah. And honestly, nowadays, because he, right now, like, now Howard, like, I, the way I describe him, he's, he's a fucking, he's a cranky old Jew. He's That's, a zoo. <laughs> yeah, he's just, he's, he's a, he's a cranky old guy from New York, you know what I mean? And that sex Somet- stuff is like 5% I, of the show. Yeah. You know? Sometimes I question, obviously me and you have had this debate over and over about, his show, like, how much of it is improv, how much of it is scripted. Right. And we've come to the pretty conclusion that, you know, Will kind of structures everything, but other than that... Will is... Who's Will? The, uh... What is that? Like, his... I don't know his He does the pre-interviews? Right, right. Yeah, so... But what I was saying is, like, Howard acting as like a angry 
like bitter or not bitter. I said cranky old Jew. Cranky old Jew. <laughs> like, is that him just like you know acting cranky to to? Well, that's have something to talk about, or is like that all legit? Right. That but I think as you as you as you listen to the show more, you you see it that he's he's legit. Like, yeah, he speaks genuinely. You can almost tell when he's putting something on. I think that's part of like the mystique of the show, though. Too is where you don't know where Howard Stern, the person, is, and where quote Howard Stern, the performer, yeah, is. Right. it all melds together. Because when I mean we've said this before too, like when you watch him on Howard TV, it's a it's an awesome interview. They're talking like they're best friends. And they may be very good friends, but at the end, it cuts, and then you see the after, and they just shake their, shake each other's hand, right. and it's done. Right. That that I I think it was Penn Gillette from Penn and Teller. Yeah. He was telling a story about you know being on the Howard Stern show, and he's like, you know, you go in there, and you have the most natural, real conversation, and it is real. It's not it's not put on. It's not fake. But once the show is over, it's it is kind of back to reality, where it's just thanks for the interview. You know, he has this certain, Aura. yeah, he has this this mystique to him where you don't know who you're talking to. But well, and everyone gets... even everyone even says that all the celebrities that come out and get get uh, post interviewed, they say like, "Wow, I can't believe how calm I was uh, talk, talking to him." Like it, it was just so I, I was a little nervous going in, but it was so smooth and he, he made me feel at home. So that's just that's just goes to show you how good of an interviewer he is. Well, it's going to make me seg into uh, one of the big news that was uh, brought out this week is that David Letterman is retiring and Stephen Colbert is taking over for The Late Show. And I had the question, and I thought I was... Alright, that was funny. The mic just fell right off the stand. Yeah, alright, we're going to acknowledge that then. So if if you guys are listening to this, it might be a weird cut. But we were talking about uh, Stephen Colbert taking over for Letterman. And I thought I was like, you know, had this original thought of like, is it going to be Stephen Colbert, like the actual person? Or is it going to be Stephen Colbert, the character from Colbert Report? And there's been no... There's been no like reports about that, so I'm I'm interested. I to think see. it's going to be the person. You think it's going to be the real yep. person? It's not going to be like the Stephen Colbert. Yeah, I don't think. I, I don't know. I can't. Oh, excuse me. I can't see the show going. I can't see a late night show like that going. I don't know. It'll the, be the Colbert away. It'll be interesting. You know what I mean? Because yeah. then it also like makes me think like is Stephen Colbert. Is he funny without being that character? We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll see. We'll find out. And then what happens to the Colbert Report? That kind of sucks. Yeah, I think uh, Jimmy Fallon actually kind of made a joke about that. He's like, well, uh, now I'm going to step in and host the Steve Colbert, Colbert Show. Right. <laughs> you know, like... So that show's kind of just... Uh, it's got to just drop off the... They'll, 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 they'll find someone, though. They'll, you know, Comedy Central... They've done a good job. They've done a phenomenal job with the da- the Daily Show. Started with Craig Kilborn, yeah, and it, it was nothing, nothing like what it is today. No, no, it was, it was like, it was almost like uh, the soup. It was just like nonsensical news yeah. stories, and then John Stewart took over, and it didn't even start to get political for a couple of years. And now I, I love that show, and I Colbert, watch it here and there. I don't. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of that, and it's funny like. I get 
more of my political news from there than I do from like real news outlets. Like, do I know it's satirical? Do I know that it leans left and democratic? Right. Yes, but you still you are presented with some of the facts, some yeah. stuff that you you're not going to get opening the newspaper. So, it's, I'm I'm interested to see. You know, someone will take over for Stephen Colbert. He might have this huge announcement that he's having a replacement, and it might be a new guy who's you know a character like that. I that shows too much of a staple for Comedy Central to uh, just fizzle away. You yeah, know? and there's been... I mean, they've done... Like you said, they've done a good job of not only filling stuff in, but bringing, you know, kind of up-and-coming comedians. Right. Well, I mean, you look at, at so much of the staff of The Daily Show have gone on the bigger and better things. Steve Carell started at The Daily Show. Yeah. Ed Helm started at The Daily Show. Uh... I mean, we're not going to just rattle off all these names, but long story short, a lot of comedians who probably come from, like, the improv world, like, you know, either Chicago or L.A., New York, they get their start at The Daily Show, and then they go, you know, move on to bigger and better things. Like, that, that, that's a gig. If you're, if you're a comedic actor and you're kind of smart, that's a gig that you want to get. Like, you get that gig, your, your doors are wide the fuck open. And then you ended up landing a project that will stem you into over a hundred episodes. Like, well, right, the well, office. even uh, Stephen Colbert started on The Daily Show, and that's that stemmed off into the right, Colbert yeah. Report. You know what I mean? But you and your office, your love for the office. Yeah, we went through a lot things. of stuff in this podcast, but you know, well, we love it. Yeah, we love it. A lot of stuff. Um, I portrayed my love for the office. But uh, I think I want to end on trying to establish both of our top five lists for TV shows. Jeez. Well, can, can, can you name your number five right off the bat? I would do it in no particular order. And I think the best way to do it for me personally is to not overanalyze it. Yeah. To just shoot five off and then I'll have this like you know self-contained debate in my own head. See, I got to go right, right off the bat and put... Lost is my number one. All right, so you're putting them in order. I don't. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to put them in order, order, and I'll start from the top. Just, just from you know, just thinking off the top of my head right now. And this can give you guys a gist of kind of who we are, yeah. how dorky we are. You know, <laughs> we're not like Battlestar Galactic dorky, but Lost is pretty. It's a pretty dorky show. Yeah, a lot of people are haters on it, but whatever. You know, like some people. It's my I, favorite show, right? You know? I, I know people. Like I know, I talk to a lot of people. Like and they they started off with Lost and I know like majority of people that you talk to say oh I started it but then it got weird yeah. like for us I think I'm speaking for myself but probably you two when it got weird is when the show got really awesome oh, yeah. you know the sci-fi the time traveling yep. the you know just that was the essence of the show right so being like what so so Lost is your number yeah, one yeah Lost my number one and granted. All these, my top five are all, like, right in line, you know? There's really no big jumps. Right. I put Lost, number one, just, I'm attached to that show. Right. Number two, I gotta go BB, Breaking Bad. I thought you were talking about, uh, Baby Butterfingers. (laughs) No. Nope. No. BB is extraordinary. I mean, obviously, I, I, I would probably guess that yours... 
It's Your funny because one is BB? I'm not doing, I can't do them in order, but right now Bob said two and those are two on my list, which is kind of, kind of queer, but, uh, well, <laughs> I think, I think this will change. My number three is office. Yeah. Not there. Right. So I'll give you my five, but you, yeah. Uh, and then four for me is community. Okay. And five, I got, I, I just got to do it. Cheers. All right. That's that's a, for us. That's like an oldie. You know yeah. what I mean? Like for someone in like your age, our age, that that is kind of like a, a throwback show. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're both twenty seven, so we we've, we we didn't what? we didn't grow we're up four and five when yeah the Bills were in the Super Bowls. So you can get a gauge from that. But I gotta throw cheers in there. So you have lost Breaking Bad, Community. The Office and Cheers. Swap community in the office. Okay. I will go I, in no order. I'll go Lost. I'll go Breaking Bad. This sounds so lame, but I'll also say community. So we're three for three. I think I'll throw The Simpsons on there, Seinfeld, and then honorable mention, I would do Curb Your Enthusiasm or. Saturday Night Live. I, See that I, breaks into like I could do. You can go on and on because the Seinfeld and the Curb. Like I, I love those too. Yeah, I love all those shows. But when you go to a top five, you gotta narrow it down. I put I put Saturday Night Live on there. I just I'm a huge fan of sketch comedy, and that show is an institution for. American pop culture, you know right. what I mean? That show has been around forever, and it's always going to be around, I hope. I don't know what's going to happen like when Lauren Michaels dies, but like I hope to think that, as lame as this sounds, that like I my... I think it'll live on. After him? Yeah. I hope it does, because that to me, that's one of... like There's few things in American pop culture that really are like true institutions. Like I think that is... I think the Tonight Show is. Yeah. You know. Well, think about how many spinoffs came from, how many great movies came, and TV shows came from SNL. And, and actors. And actors, you know everything. I mean? you know, it's like, just like the the center for for everything comedy and entertainment. Right. And I, I think with like SNL, like there's always, and I was talking to someone about this off the air, and... And it seems to be true. It seems like whenever SNL, while you're watching it currently, you always say, oh, this show sucks now. It was good 10 years ago. You know, that seems to be the critique always. But it's not true. Yeah, that's kind of where I lie sometimes. I'm like, ah, it was good good in the 90s. Right, but it's always been consistent. And, And to put a show on that you have to appeal to, you know... The, the 11, 12-year-olds who are staying up over a sleepover night, you have to appeal to high schoolers, to college kids, to stoners, to, to your parents. To the 45-year-old that's... Right, you know, yeah. and they're doing it, they're doing topical humor. Does it, does it miss sometimes? Yeah. Is there horrible sketches sometimes? Yeah. But there's... I just really... I, I love the institution. I just love the idea of having... 10, 15 guys, and when I say guys, I mean, you know, men and women, just writing, producing, and performing their sketches, you right. know? And I, the Weekend Update is is fantastic, you know? And, and you get the musical guest. Well, on that, I think 
it may sound weird, but the one of the better parts, actually, what makes SNL now, I think, is Justin Timberlake being on it so much. Oh, like, right. He he does awesome on it. Yeah, and that's the thing with that show. You sometimes you have people on there that you would never expect to be funny. I would never expect it, and I, and and I watch kills. some skits with him, and I'm like crying, laughing. Yeah, he kills. Like, I you know, I feel like a lot of like people in comedy who are like roughly like 30 40 years old they always they always praise Monty Python they say like Monty Python that's where that's our comedic idols you know Monty Python yeah. but like for me in terms of sketch it's like what my dad my dad loves Monty Python right like SNL I, I like that it's been around before I was born, obviously, but the sketch shows that have evolved in my lifetime, Mr. Show with Bob and David on HBO, probably my favorite sketch show of all time. I still would have to put SNL on there, but MTV's The State, which was the early 90s, yeah, that and was all, awesome. those, all those guys from Mr. Show on The State, you go online, if you guys ever Google it, and you'll see that all of those guys pretty much have gone on to do tons of projects. You know, Michael Ian Black and David Wayne, you know, Bob Odenkirk, David Cross, Sarah Silverman, Jack Black. Like, these were all yeah. young, young performers performing sketch comedy. Which, yeah, all those, all those little sides, like the state and um, Children's Hospital. Those are all and, the state guys, yep. Yeah, and all those little, little shows, like, well, I say little shows because they're kind of under the radar. They are, you know. But... I, th- I think we should probably delve into the, all those, because I'm thinking of so many different shows now after we talked about the, our top five. Yeah, right when you said Children's Hospital, I was I like, I think we oh. should delve into those in the next podcast, because actually our producer is uh, snapping at us. Oh, I was like, what was that snap? <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're going to try this out again. We're going to get feedback. What we're going to do is when you guys listen to this, the, the first, what would you say, Bob, first four or five, we're going to record them all, and then we're going to throw them all up at once. Yeah. So hopefully you we'll guys... have a bulk. Yeah, well, and then we'd like to do it weekly. We're going to take your suggestions. We're working on the website. We're working on, I mean... The logo. We're, we're, we're doing everything, so we hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, give us critique. We'll have our emails up there. We have... Uh, we love stuff one at gmail.com. Feel free to email us. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Send us some naked pictures of your girlfriend. Yeah, definitely do that. We encourage that actually. Um, yeah, I need some jerk off material. Yeah, if you guys want to do that, if just it doesn't matter. Um, if she doesn't, the rule she shouldn't know that you're taking pictures of her naked and sending them to us, but. We will appreciate it, right? Oh yeah. And the thing is, we won't. I'll like, save them. I'll archive them. Yeah, I'll we. Be, won't, I'll be weird. Yeah, I yeah. will be weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the thing is, we won't. We won't share them. We won't put them on the website. Like we'll only send them to like our friends and siblings and stuff. Like it won't. It, they won't get out of hand. Is what we're saying, right? Yeah. Right. But yeah, Bob said he'll get really weird with them because he <laughs> likes to do that. Like. He's probably gonna like. I might make like a poster size. <laughs> yeah, like we'll maybe do like a diorama with them, and <laughs> we just—if you guys want to do that—we'll appreciate that. Um, that, yeah, you know. Well, with that, with, with that, um, I guess we'll end it there. So uh, we love yeah. stuffs one at gmail.com. 
I'm Matt. I'm Bob. And uh, we'll see you.